The year is February 1961. Tensions between America and the Soviet Union are high. Sputnik was launched just a few years before, causing panic worldwide and triggering the space race to discover which superpower would reign in heaven as they did on Earth. But as of yet, neither country had managed to put a human into space. Now, imagine you are sitting by your radio one evening. It suddenly crackles to life. First static, then a distinct voice. In Russian, a woman's voice. She's saying something. A countdown. A call to mission control. She's an astronaut. A Russian cosmonaut. But something's wrong. She's calling for help. Listen, listen, come in. Talk to me. I am hot. I am hot. What? 45, 50. Yes, breathing. Oxygen. Transmissions. I, I feel hot. I can see a flame. I can see a flame. 32, going to crash. I feel hot. I feel... The radio goes silent. She's gone, incinerated in the Earth's atmosphere. As far as you know, you were the only one to hear her last words. Two months later, Yuri Gagarin becomes the first human in space. Barely a human, he was Russian. What? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, this is the third episode of Paranoia Shop, your one-stop shop for all things supernatural and weird, where we take a look at the paranormal and probably make fun of it. My name is Aaron Waltke. Gio. <laughs> sorry, I was. I, I thought you were going to say that was your name. No, sorry. That's fine. No, good. I like your. I like your uh, Def Jam setup. Thank you. And I'm Chad Quan. <laughs> And and here with us are, are uh, how should we introduce you guys? Uh, famous, famous actor and improv. It's not true. Thespian. <laughs> Let and, Aaron do it. And uh, man, actor. no, I got to go and I got to finish this. And and man who was once Wolverine. Yes. John Druska. Yes. <gasps> and to my right is a writer, comedian, editor, and possibly undercover hobbit, Mr. <laughs> Nicholas Allen. Yeah. I am barefoot now. Right which now. one of those was the better intro? <laughs> Clearly <laughs> mine. <Yeah. laughs> Unequivocally. This week's theme, as you may have surmised from the opening, this topic of conversation is Russia is weird. So weird. Yeah. Otherwise, Duh. that opening was really just more... <laughs> yeah. Ghost of dead girl in space. Well, it's not a ghost though, because you, you hear her actual voice. What is that? Was that pure fiction, or did that actually? That was not happen? pure fiction. Like, there's actually a, a pair of brothers named the Judica Cordiglia brothers. Of course, not a real name. Not a real name. <laughs> I, was that? Those the Cordiglia. Uh, okay. Those guys. I know that. Yeah, I know those mm -hmm. guys. There are Italian brothers that that uh, were had built their own radio transmission uh, equipment, and they started receiving these signals from the, the Russian space program. Um, Aliens. And no one else believed them, so they started recording them. And they recorded, supposedly, the voices of these cosmonauts that were n nowhere uh, recorded or, or uh, publicized that super had died. Se super secret you're, cosmonauts. You're telling me there are two Italian brothers. Yes. We said, oh, Joey, let's uh, build a giant tower and listen to the space well, I mean, the... Telecom towers were built by Italian brothers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're yeah, the Mar Marconi, Marconi much. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, is that these guys recorded all these supposed transmissions of of lost cosmonauts. That's it's called the lost cosmonaut theory of uh, all these Russians that uh, the Soviets covered up who yeah, got just destroyed who, in these like yeah, they they early days space, space things. I mean the earliest that rockets sounds... were definitely just chairs <laughs> with fuel tanks strapped to them. Yeah, no I mean this is this whatsoever. is the first I've ever heard of that. But I gotta say, I Vodka believe it right off the bat. I mean, yeah. they powered away, and they just say, "Just, just hold your breath," and just like. Just I mean, there's <laughs> probably some uh, Americans that we've never heard of who probably have met similar fates. I mean, everyone talks Different about the episode. Apollo Eleven guys, but yeah, now we're getting into conspiracy <laughs> sound. But 
all those which monkeys. I'm also an expert. We're here on, for Russian. Which uh, uh, so we're gonna do Russian. I'm gonna do one caveat here. My Russian accent is deplorable. Da. That's da, fine. comrade. Okay, <laughs> Nico. No, I'm not doing it. It'll, it'll, go, it'll probably try to reach its way out if you. Yeah, cough smear enough. That's that. I, okay, go. Nick. I bet Chad's go. is worse than that. Just go. <laughs> well, he did sound Irish earlier. Go. <laughs> oh, me Cora. Yeah, cough smear. Oh, the Russian <laughs> Fifty American big. That's, that's fine. I'm that's going to so put better. this podcast across my massive back, don't you know? So, yeah. So, so let's, let's start by launching into, first of all, Russia is a weird place. Russia is huge. It I is mean, it's a gigantic, gigantic part of the world. No, I'm sorry. And you got to believe there's some weird nonsense going on right. in, in those borders. Well, they can't keep track of all those acres. of. There's probably still a couple of gulag death camps floating around that oh, they yeah. just forgot to shut down. It I mean, the place is so big. That really gulag? really gulag. Yeah, no, no. Gulag is actually the Siberian equivalent of a concentration camp. Oh, gulag? it actually kind of sounds be. like a Russian, a Russian wishing you good luck. It does. Gulag, 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 which is probably be. why they call them that. <laughs> they say that. They say that as <laughs> to, they shut the door to make it easier on you when you're getting shoved into the freight train for twelve hundred miles. Oh, yeah, what, who would be a gulag be a racial slur for? I feel like Polish. It sounds like Polak, but yeah. it's not. It's yeah. just gulag. a Russian word, is all. Oh, these yeah. filthy. Gulag just walking into uh, this Ralph's grocery store, just but, taking up all the. Yeah. Russia is crazy specifically because they had these gulags operating well after any other major industrialized country should have stopped doing that. Like after World War II, Stalin kept murdering people and wound up murdering more people yeah. than Hitler did. The, well, in, the industry, the industry of death camps, really kind of took a dive after World War II. It's a real shame. All those people lost those jobs. Just you're right. You're right. Down. It probably hurt the economy up. quite a bit. They couldn't find green solar energy. But yeah, there was there was a there was a lot of just really horrific like ethnic cleansing and and right. and, and, and ra- all the race based. Went, they all went with it, and murder, that's yeah. like it's a very strange <laughs> culture where everyone just accepts all of these cover ups and conspiracies. It's just part of daily life. The KGB, like the stormtroopers, would just come and knock on your door and take your family away, and then you couldn't say anything. You just had to be like, oh, yep, they went on vacation forever. A, a good excuse as to why you're allowing the the secret police to take your entire life away. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, I guess I'm one of those guys. <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, you know, what a shame. New wife now. <laughs> you think there's such a thing as like, oh, what a Tuesday. This sleep. is like 1930s onward. This is almost like institutionalized weirdness. Russia <clears throat> is pretty damn weird, even preceding you know this kind of uh, era of horrific weirdness. Oh yeah, right. It's, I mean, I it's mean, been going on still weird for centuries. Yeah. Do yeah. we even know what's going on in Russia right now? We don't know. Have you have no. you seen pictures of Russia? In the Dude, last, I don't like, even know what the weather years. is like. I mean, I, everybody thinks there's like well, snow it, it, constantly. It spans from you know deserts to Siberia. Yeah, there's a lot so clouds. Freaking massive. Also, remember when Russia a couple years ago it was Putin? I think he wasn't yet president, or he wasn't president again. He was prime minister at the time. Like, there's a difference because it's Putin. Putin. But they just invaded <laughs> Georgia because they kind of felt like running some ops, like you know, yeah. like doing some stretches, some like ops. an athlete, like a pitcher on his off day. I know we already have broken the side tangent thing so much, but can I just share that there was a yacht when when Georgia was being invaded. <laughs> There was a Yahoo Answers. There's no laughing matter. There was a Yahoo Answers that was posted of like some dumb kid who just heard the news story of Georgia invaded by Russia. And it was like, I'm here in Georgia and I don't see any tanks outside. Should I do something? It was like posted from Alabama. Someone in the U.S. just didn't know it was another country and was really confused and scared. Well, the U.S. is <laughs> also very weird, mainly because of the idiots who live here. But right. uh, That's true. <laughs> Russia's more just a pot. But uh, yeah, Russia's always been... Oof. I just want to point out, like, anytime I saw, like, one of those weird gifts on the internet, like a truck crashing through a car or a truck flipping over and a bunch of cows landing safely apparently yeah. on the ground, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, why would someone be filming this? Like, that's dumb. But it turns out Russians actually, a lot of them always have on dash cams. Yeah, Almost dash everybody. Cams. It's yeah. because the police department in Russia is so inept and so corrupt that the only way you can prove what happens is if you have a video camera taping everything at all times. Which well, is it's, really it's, smart. It's, really. Also a, it, it's also a corruption of the entire like insurance, uh, right. the laws that govern insurance in, in that country. Yeah, Russia really. is like the Wild West. It, it really, really is. What we're saying is everyone, well, everyone should have a flip cam on them at all times. We really 
should all be walking around with cameras at all times. Right. Yeah. Just in case. Or we, a hot celebrity comes by and like has a nip slip. Well, that's so why we TMZ. have Google Glasses. Google Glasses is going to be the American version of the Russian dash cam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean googly eyes? I don't think I'm ready for Google that. Google goggles? <laughs> it's go really bad. Uh, all right. Well, let's just jump right into it then. Um, Russia is weird, part one. What you got? There is, uh, in the YouTube space, there is a popular entertainer named FPS Russia. You might have known him from Call of Duty ads. He was in Call of Duty. He is like, oh, yeah, he's in that badass one. With yeah, all the when everyone's throwing axe at each other and, like, Robert Daniels is one of them just, like, the guy who looked like he was Russian, but you're like, he doesn't seem Russian. A YouTuber named FPS Russia, a guy who everyone assumed was Russian, who just would have on his YouTube channel, like, uh... Like pick him firing a shotgun or like an automatic rifle or things that are kind of illegal. Like, and he and it's so clearly not a Russian person. And it finally came out. And I guess it's not even a theory. It's finally been disproven. He's a kid who lives in Alabama, who just started up a YouTube channel and started doing a fake Russian accent. Is- I am Yuri Popakov. I am here to show you guns and how they work. And like millions of views. He's like one of the biggest guys on YouTube. Oh, yeah. YouTube. People didn't realize there was a cover up whether or not he was actually Russian or not. It finally came up that he proven that he wasn't Russian because one of the people who worked on his website was found murdered with a shotgun shot to the head. So a man named, uh, his manager named Keith Ratliff worked on his channel with him and it was like a guy who like helped supply him with these guns that are okay. all somewhat questionably legal. Like a little questionable how someone could have them and just fire off and it's like, you know, blow up a card of milk or whatever. Uh, manager Keith Ratliff who ran the site with him and was partly responsible for the way man who got his weapons was just found dead with a single gunshot wound to the head and police have never solved the murder Wow. Like, it's just people, police were investigating, but there's never been a question of, oh, isn't it kind of strange that, like, this these guys who run a weapons website got killed by a gun? Like, that's some sort so, of, like, clearly like some mob ties. So, so here's my question is, like, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure, jumped to the conclusion, oh, FPS Russia, that the guy who hosts that channel might might have done it. Right. That's what I thought, but too. here's what I think. Is the the I think it was revenge killing from actual Russians. Ooh, that's well. What I was going to say very like generally is th- this is a weird story, and I'm glad I now know about it. But this is like Russia is weird by proxy. Yeah, like right. this guy pretending to be Russian is now wrapped up in this weird and scenario. Then right. Well, it's also if it's into you the want to be Russian, rule. we'll give you Russian. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it did lead into uh, a raid where dozens of federal agents raided the property of FPF, FPS Russia, whose real name is Kyle Myers. Hmm. Not Russian whatsoever. So this guy, I think, got in too deep. Where, whoever he was getting these illegal guns from could right. have been oh. at least Chechen. But yeah. you're, you're, floating, been- you're floating that there might actually be a Russian mafia element in the southeastern United States of America. Could well, be. Could At least the gun, like the gun, the guy, the manager, whoever he's getting these hot, probably illegal guns from, was probably dealing with some country that has very lax uh, sure. gun running laws. Russian mobsters saw these videos, were jealous of his success, and said, I want to be a YouTube celebrity. And I want murdered. to be YouTube celebrity. I, I, think want, that's, to, I want that YouTube I money. I think that's unlikely. The Russian mob, among other things, has a chokehold on the caviar industry, believe it or not. From sturgeon, because sturgeon are native to the northern Russian region. I, I don't know why or how, but I remember reading a while back that the, the mob, I mean, obviously gr- drugs and guns yeah. are always going to be, uh, you know, illicit activities that make you money. But I guess caviar, I mean, like black market caviar, believe it or not, is a that's huge, the drug you're going to get into a huge market for the Russian mafia. I will. I will add that. Uh, know that. <laughs> I will add that the murder has been January. The murder has not yet been solved. No one ever came out of it. And, but but again, where where did this guy get killed? In Alabama, you uh, said? I just it's actually Georgia. I apologize. In Georgia, yeah. which Georgia. which Russia invaded. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Oh. It's all connected now. Did we solve this? Wait, Russia, I think we just Russia murder solved. So I think the ta- the takeaway from this is you at home listening to this in America think, oh, Russia, they, they may be weird and frightening, but they can't get to me. Russia's coming to get they you. Can. You aren't safe. If you make up a YouTube Net. video that says something about Russia, they want some of that money. 
They want some of that thousands of dollars well, of ad revenue. Only time will tell what happens when they you make an entire rubles. podcast. Is that their money? Uh, we make no money off this podcast, Russia. You can only get smiles and hearts from us. Are they still doing rubles? They're not part of the EU. Rubles? I think it's still rubles. Many rubles for podcasts. Because I, I grew up with a, a, a kid rubles? named John Ruble. So his name translates into America as Johnny Cash. But yeah, he might be. Ah, you're right. Oh my god, it was the Russian Johnny Cash. Yes. Russia continues to be weird well into the 21st century. But Nick, this isn't the first time, is it? No, no. There has been many. There has been many gun deaths. That was a really good segue. I know. I, I just, That's why I did I it. That translates directly into my story, which I pulled out of the internet. <laughs> Pulled it right out with your bare hands. Lay it on us, Nick. Let's listen. In 1906, Rasputin, known as the Mad Monk, arrived in St. Petersburg with a reputation as a mystic and a faith healer. Two years later, he was introduced to the Russian Tsar Nicholas II and his wife, Alexandra Fedorovna. <laughs> Fedorovna. <laughs> who were seeking help with their sickly son, Alexis. Rasputin quickly gained their confidence by seemingly curing the boy of hemophilia. He cured their son, he got their support, all right? Hooray! Okay. Jumping ahead. So this is amongst the Romanovs, the uh, the czars of Russia, Yes, right? yes. This, he was, was, this was the last family. Contempt for Rasputin grew among political rivals of Tsar Nicholas, because he you know, eventually rose up and got more and more power as Nicholas trusted in him. On December 29th, 1916, a group of conspirators, including the Tsar's first cousin, Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlovich, and Prince Felix Yusupov, in, in, invited Rasputin to Yusupov's place and fed him wine and cakes laced with cyanide. But the poison seemed to have no effect. So wait, he, so they fed Rasputin poisoned cake, mm -hmm. and using his mystical mad monk powers is what, what is implied, mm -hmm. he was able to diffuse the poison from his body using magic. Well, uh, apparently at first he refused the cakes, but then he uh, in the more detailed story, he refused, but then later he changed his mind. I don't know if he, wait, wait, so wait, he wait, summoned wait, dark we, magic. Can we also clarify, the, the cakes, I never knew it was cake. I always assumed it was like they put it in his like beef stew or whatever. Pastries. Or no, they, it was like, the, fact, the fact that there was like a chef who was just like humming and putting like confectionary sugars all over it. Like Potassium cyanide. Like, love it. You're going to happy birthday. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Well, I guess happy I, random I, party for you Are you, you saying day. because it was cake, the poison had to have been introduced at like the baking station? Like the original mixing. Yeah, you know. I just think it's fun to imagine a chef. You know, that making, brings like, up a, a good like point. A festive, like, Does cyanide just like not work it. if you just pour it on top of a cupcake? No, cyanide's very toxic. <laughs> what if? But cyanide, you can, what if, you can taste it. Though. Apparently, yeah. it was enough cyanide to kill ten men. I've, if, I've been cyanided wow. before. What if so. those cyanide was so delicious? Hold on, wait, guys. Was, I know this is all intriguing, but he's not dead yet. The poison obviously wasn't working, so Felix took a gun from upstairs and went back down. While Rasputin was looking at a beautiful ebony cabinet, Felix said, Grigori, you would do better to look at the crucifix and pray to it. Felix raised the gun and shot. I'm sorry, I'm going to say that real quick. Imagine if this is, I didn't realize this was all in the same night. That's how yeah. it's Oh, yeah. It's, it's I always thought this was over like multiple weeks. Mm -hmm. So this no, is no, basically no. like all these guys throwing, throwing, at a the party. throwing a murder party and Rasputin just the worst party guest. He keeps like, ruining like, it. You know when you have a party and you like, you want your friends to leave and they just won't? But it, instead, you're trying to murder a guy who just won't die. Like, and, just, like it's so eating all waiting. the cakes. He's everybody's just waiting around. around like, is he going to die <laughs> yet? Like, I have stuff He's ruining tonight. the party. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we had other things to do. You say be dead by now. I have dinner reservations. The others rushed down the stairs to see Rasputin laying on the ground and Felix standing over him with a gun. Rasputin was still breathing. After a few moments, Rasputin jerked convulsively and then fell still. Since Rasputin was dead, the conspirators went upstairs to celebrate. An hour later, Felix was like, mm, I'm just going to go check up on the body. So he went up there. It was still warm. When Felix started turning away, he noticed Rasputin's left eye started to flutter open. Rasputin sprang to his feet and rushed at Felix, Hold grabbing on. his shoulders and neck. He was alive. Felix struggled free and rushed upstairs, shouting, He's still alive! So I, I just imagine it being a scene from, like, The Bride of Frankenstein, where he's just... Like, you should always double tap when you shoot someone, right? Like, that's the general rule. You always shoot someone twice. Well, funny story. They rush out to see Rasputin rushing out across the courtyard, yelling, Felix, Felix, I'll tie everything to Sarina! He fired his gun and missed twice, but the third time the bullet found his mark, hitting Rasputin in the back. 
Rasputin stopped and the conspirator fired again, hitting Rasputin in the head. So he got shot in the back and in the head. He fell. His head was jerking and he tried to crawl. The conspirator oh, wow. caught up with him and kicked him in the head. And apparently his mutilated face put Felix into a rage. Felix gripped a two-pound dumbbell and began hitting Rasputin with it in the face. He caved his head in. When Felix was finally pulled off, he was splattered with blood. So at what point of this, was it supposed to be a secret party? Hey, man, you want to come over? Like, two of us are hanging out. It's going to be a crazy party. We got some video games. Yeah. Dude, like, it was it was, it was was 1916, man. Dinner, dinner was a party. All right, so even after being poisoned, shot three times, and having been beaten with a dumbbell, Rasputin was still alive. They bound his arms and legs with rope and wrapped his body in a heavy cloth and heaved him over the side of a bridge. Although they forgot to weigh down the body with weights. They had a so dumbbell there. I mean, <laughs> Why didn't they use the dumbbell that they beat his face in with? This is a dumbbell bloody. for weightlifting. Seriously. Which brings us to the next morning. In the morning on December 17th, Rasputin's daughters woke to find that their father had not returned from his <laughs> oh. late night. When they pulled him out, they found that Rasputin's hands were frozen in a raised position, making everyone believe that he had still been alive underwater and tried to untie the rope and claw his way out. Rasputin's body was taken to the Academy of Military Medicine, where an autopsy concluded that one, alcohol but not poison was found. Is that like water into wine, but the Russian version of arsenic into vodka? What what was what was the cause of death? They found that a small amount of water was found in his lungs, suggesting that the cause of death was drowning. Yes, not a gunshot, you not a sucks. not cyanide, not a dumbbell, drowning. That's what I wanted to well, hear. Well, it's because witches can't cross water. Neglecting to mention is that Rasputin was also on the P90X program, and God. it just made him <laughs> actually. Super I, Chad, tough. I heard it was the insanity workout. The insanity workout. Yeah. And he actually, months before this, Rasputin wrote a letter to Tsar Nicholas, and it said, "Quote: If I am killed by common men, you and your children will rule Russia for centuries to come. If I am killed by one of your own stock, you and your family will be killed by the Russian people." His prophecy came true 15 months later when the Tsar and his family and all their children were killed by assassins hmm. amidst the Russian revolution. Hmm. That was I mean, the guess, Russian people rising up. I guess. Wow, I never heard about pretty, that letter. That's pretty good, but like, there's also, right, it's not that crazy to go, you might get murdered by your follower as, as a hot, like a head of a government. No. I don't want, I don't want to downplay that. You have to remember, though, that, the, that as a Tsar, the Tsar was like a godhead. The Russian line of secession had been unbroken for almost 2,000 years at that point. It's true. That'd be like going to the, the last pharaoh and saying, you're going to be the last pharaoh. And they're like, yeah, right. The yeah, yeah, no. And and uh, also, I also, never... that I, was his friend, too, right? I had never heard about that letter. To specify the way in which I die will affect your future. Do you think that just bummed him out when he told him, like, they were just having a nice time? And they are just, like, on having, like, a nice game of, like, badminton or whatever you did in old Russia? He's like, by the way, man, at some point you might die. <laughs> just and just casually like, talking. Just casually talking. He's like, oh, cool. Thanks, Listen, thanks, Rasputin. Yo, Nick, uh, truth talk. Um, if I die by, like, you know, an asshole like you. Just saying. There's more. Okay, what <laughs> you got? More. Apparently, he was known as a ladies' man or well endowed. Right. Just that giant In dick. So Big much Dong that Johnson. Yeah. A 13 inch monstrosity <laughs> of a dong, so infamous <laughs> that it actually had its own goddamn Wikipedia entry. According to legend, after Rasputin's death, his penis was actually stolen by local women and placed in a jar of died. Throughout the 1920s, a group of Russian women in Paris kept the mystical wang as a holy relish for a while. And now it's actually on display in a museum in St. Petersburg. So basically, he had this massive wing. How Which, big? How big are we talking? 13 well, thirteen. Inches. Thirteen. I missed the thirteen. Okay. John Holmes esque, and as thick as most men's wrist. Still pretty big. Yeah. Ooh. Apparently, Rasputin's daughter was asked, "Like, here's your father's wing. <laughs> if you'd like the remains of it." And she's like, "No, that that can't be mine. My father's was a whopping thirteen inches long when pointing skywards." Oh no! Why would she know that? Right? That's no. not even this is, do, do, is this, wait, is this a reliable? 
Bible story. Which, I don't want to have that. It just says which, according to his daughter Marie. Oh, guys, guys, you're you're throwing way, a way big accusation on old Raspy. I think it's more like Rasputin. in even I, in my day and age, I've accidentally seen my dad's dick, like just like walking around the that's house. Yeah. And changing, she may have like, just. I wouldn't like vocally go on record as defending the length of my dad's. Listen, dick maybe <laughs> whenever. She brought home like a date to intimidate him or something. Just so you know, he just dropped. I'm a brow. mystic. I can't be killed. Also, this zip. Also, Plunk. I think you know also, what? That's a hell of a theory oh, because this was theory. like the 19 teens in then, Russia. The the aspect of the the peasant women stealing his penis and putting it in a jar on display in Saint Petersburg sounds super weird. But there's actually a number of other famous figures that have had that same treatment. They've had well, their there's, wangs. There's another one like that Napoleon. Says, Napoleon Napoleon's had his, ding dong. Yeah. yeah, Napoleon had his penis stolen. Which was, well. from what I How hear, long was that? I don't think it was 13 what's inches. Napoleon, yeah, what's Napoleon It was in? a little baby pecker. There was <laughs> another rumor that says in 1994, the penis resurfaced. A man in California supposedly came into possession of it through, I guess, when Marie Rasputin died, he somehow got it. So wait, there's Hi. two phantom just two fa- He had two dicks. He had two dicks. That's he had probably, two dicks. That's probably. I, he I'm, had I'm two just, normal size six and a half inch dicks. Yeah. He can't be killed. And he Which had- is weird. Weird Russia. Oh, hi. <laughs> welcome welcome to my house. This is my DVD collection. This is my Transformers figurines. And this is a formaldehyde Rasputin penis. This is my piece of the Berlin Wall. Is it good? Yes. <laughs> Would you like some beers? The Berlin Wall. Everyone has a piece of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> well, uh, weirdness uh, seems to be uh, a constant thread throughout Russian history, uh, if I may. You may, you may, uh, you may suggest that. Well, yeah, what you got, John? Just shortly after 7 a.m. local time on June 30th, 1908, a massive explosion yielding between 10 to 15 megatons decimated the Siberian territory of Krasnoyarsk Krai, Russia. Listed as the largest impact event on or near Earth in recorded history, the official explanation is that it was likely the evaporation of a large asteroid comet breaching the Earth's atmosphere. But was it a simple yet violent astronomical occurrence, or was it something more? The myriad evidence recovered from the blast site 13 years after the explosion occurred yielded nothing singular and concrete as far as the possible cause. Could it have been alien visitors? An aborted military operation predating the nuclear age by 40 years? And was Nikola Tesla pumping millions of volts of electricity into the Earth itself at the exact same time? Half a world away? This macro mystery, my friends, is the next topic of discussion. <laughs> and it is the Tunguska event. This is actually one of my favorite uh, quasi-supernatural events. I know none of this. This is very confusing. It was, so really? you want to set it up, John? Well, yeah, it was it was <laughs> this uh, th- this tremendous explosion, anywhere between ten and fifteen megatons. That this incredible uh, release of energy that assailed this uh, very remote Siberian territory. Um, Tunguska is actually the name of a river that is near the impact site. Um, and to even call it an impact site is kind of misleading. Again, the generally accepted explanation is that it was a, it was a comet or an asteroid. It, it was you know some space rock hitting Earth. Um, but the nature of the uh, the ground zero of the impact site, uh, the fact that there were for miles and miles trees and you know pine trees, conifers that were just clearly sheathed. And knocked on 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 their sides in uh, all directions, right? Yeah, in all in every direction suggests a uh, a force of power that is not even comparable. Maybe uh, atomic weapons, maybe. Like but a this, when you, when but you this say was in 1908, when you say all directions, that means like there's no ground zero, not like a center point. There is a center point. Well, yeah, it was all oh. blasting out, but there's not a okay. crater. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just. A point, and then trees blasted out in every direction for, you know, a three-mile radius yeah. that were just sheared of all... Again, guys, this is when a Dragon Ball Z move 
when Goku powers up, that is it exactly was a spirit bomb. But there's always a crater. Well, always and there's and there's um, I mean, there's eyewitness accounts. But you know, obviously these people are long dead by now. But there's eyewitness accounts of people. You know, some guy was out on his front porch smoking his morning pipe and saw this blast of light and then was like blown off of his chair. I mean, the force field. Uh, created by this event was was uh, magnanimous, to put it lightly. There's a lot of speculation. The most commonly accepted one is that a meteorite, before it hit Earth, uh, exploded in midair just from heat impact or something. Which we saw on a dash cam yes. of the recent which, Russia. Which yeah, actually, which happened recently. But not, which actually happened not recently to that injured, multitude. You injured know. like a thousand people and you see like windows shattering and stuff, which is like, <clears> oh, that's a mini Tunguska is what I saw as, as soon as I saw it. But there's this other aspect that I find amazing and interesting and kind of hilarious uh, is the Tesla angle. I did yes. not know that. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. I was like, what? Well, th- this was alluded to in the film The Prestige, where David Bowie Tesla mm-hmm. is, is like <laughs> pumping electricity into the ground in, Cal- in uh, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the, and we the, all know the, the iconic direct light opposite bulb of the Earth of Colorado is Russia. Well, it's, it's not. It's not not necessarily direct, but I mean, it's obviously fair to say that it's there are two opposite sides of the world, and Tesla was doing a lot of his electricity experiments, I mean, throughout his career, but mm-hmm. there is some conjecture, some unconfirmed evidence that he was trying something new out, quote-unquote, right about the same time this happened and, in Russia. Uh, and that new thing is thought to be something that there are actually uh, like classified plans for. Colloquially known as the Tesla Death Ray. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. The Tesla Death Ray. I'll say that again. This is a thing that he Wait, had. We're Tes- living in the future. We have death rays. Tesla no. Tesla and Edison and that whole sort of cadre of wacky inventors, you know, <laughs> they had the light bulb and they had the Tesla coil. And the death ray. But they also had fringe science. It will blow your mind. The, some I know, of the things I saw they the patented. show. Edison patented a machine that allowed you to talk to ghosts. Uh, Tesla patented an earthquake machine that would that you would clip onto like a, uh, a bridge or something like that and it would just rock back and forth and it would just take advantage of the resonant frequency of the bridge and just get bigger and bigger and bigger until quote in this is in the patent like the u.s patent office it will grow to such a strength that it will crack the earth in twain wait so these guys were super villains yes it was a machine that would artificially create an earthquake Holy it would shim- tesla also had like weather manipulation yeah he was, it was literally like the Red Alert. Super villain. Yeah. Got it. Your, which is your... Yeah, the best one, of course, is Yuri from Red Alert. Red yeah. Alert 2? Red Alert 2. Psych, but the, the point being that there was even like a crate somewhere in, that they found in a Tesla lab that was just like a box of parts that was labeled Death Ray. And there's a lot of people that think... <laughs> which was for Edison, definitely. Yeah. It was definitely for There's a lot Edison. of people that think that, the, that his first test of this Death Ray, all of his stuff was based on the Tesla coil technology, which some believe that he somehow... He had a lot of theories that he would tap into the ionosphere and he could potentially transmit electricity anywhere in the entire Earth. That was his theory of providing free electricity to everyone in the world, which is supposedly why Tesla was discredited. Still cra- it still is pretty crazy to just say, anywhere in the world I can pinpoint where this energy goes. But Well, come on, dude. What, what the hell is Wi-Fi? It's this strange, undefined energy containing information oh, no, that allegedly like, like is surrounding router, us. If there was like a router here, like a Starbucks Hollywood router, Wi-Fi router that sent internet all the way around the world to Japan. And not localized. They probably can do it already. They're just not telling us. So was it at the exact time the event happened? The Tesla theory is kind of specious. The the event happened at 7.14 a.m. local time, which I believe was 12 uh, midnight a.m. Greenwich time, which would have put it at if I'm going to find eight, it, eight, eight, seven, eight, nine o'clock uh, uh, North American time. 
if I'm gonna fire a death row, I'm gonna do it like at midnight. But everybody knows. Everybody knows there's like a, there's like a ten hour delay whenever you fire a death ray between when it activates. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think it's unlikely that Tesla was doing some uh, experimenting at seven o'clock at night. Yeah. You, you don't want to get up early for that death ray. You don't want to be like it doesn't want to be the middle of the afternoon at two. And that just feels weird to be like the sun's out and the birds are chirping. You go, I'm gonna go fire this death ray. Right yeah, now. you want to like, do it at it night. Dark, you know? It has to be night. It feels. It better. was June. There's got to be it mist. Was June. Maybe yeah. maybe he did the death ray thing uh because it was getting on magic hour and and maybe there was some photographers there oh yeah you yeah. want that magic he hour wanted, the you know, he wanted to look good. good while he destroyed the earth <laughs> i'll buy that and then mean old mr edison Light floated the theory that it was a meteorite and you know we got credit the other it. the other thing that that i find fascinating about the tunguska event was this happened in allegedly a part of russia that um, has a lot of local folklore attached to it. Like there used to be this these giants, these giant this giant race of people who lived in that region. Wait, what's happening? This Trolls? is in the Tunguska region. Like the the explosion may have been a result of these almost mythical giant figures who roamed the the Trolls the. the, of the sort? Giants is the word I'm using. Big tight titans. I imagine they would be ogres. That's Russian folklore. Maybe they were ogres, but there's also there's Baba Yaga. There's stories of these people who find these large circles, these brass circles in the dirt, and they dig them up and they make a perfect circle, and they are actually the lip of like a a pot, you know, like a kettle. Oh, or something. So there's these giant kettles buried in the Tunguska region that allegedly are connected to these giant men that, that who may or may not have something to do. You are paying the best fi- like old fiction fantasy novel that I've never heard of. Directly. Hey, dude, but, I wanted to talk about this for a reason. Stuff. It, there's more and more levels. What you're saying to me is that Tesla fought these these giants. Tesla probably his, is like, final still, still, like, Tesla was firing the still Tesla, fighting Tesla giants. Spent, Tesla spent years fighting these giants and like maybe lost his best man to him like just kind of like ate him <laughs> he's like that is it i am ending this menace and tesla was yeah yeah play. tesla was serbian right yeah originally he is russian he's from pre, the region he's pre-soviet we'll he's he's oh, from yeah, he's from not america <laughs> yeah pre-soviet no that's right pre-soviet yeah maybe tesla knew about these giants and sent the death ray through and he killed saved them all. all of us I think that's really what happened. The last thing I want to say about this whole Tunguska blast or the Tunguska event is that we know what it looks like when a meteorite hits planet Earth and Tunguska does not look like that, which is why there's still to this day this conjecture of what really happened. Maybe it was giants. (laughs) Maybe it was Tesla's death ray. Maybe it was a meteorite, but maybe it wasn't. Like what? Like ever addressed? Well, also, you got to understand, this happened in 1908. There was not an expedition to the actual crash site until 1921. Thirteen years passed. You have to understand how big Siberia is. And this is this is the newly communist Russia. Oh, so half our country blew up. Well, fuck it. I'm, ha- things happen. <laughs> yeah, well, they had they had we'll get to it later. they had big dongs in Petersburg and royals to murder. There was more important things <laughs> Listen, going on. You're like. Listen, Yuri, do you really want to drag your massive penis up there to look around or, rocks? Or maybe there was a cover-up. Tunguska was 1908, and Rasputin's was murdered nonsense and was the 16, was, yeah, 1617, right? So the Tunguska blast occurred during the reign of the Romanov, Tsar Romanov. And then after, the, after that, ten years later, is when um, Rasputin, uh, the immortal... Managed to almost survive being shot. Wait, killed, I'm sorry. Poisoned. What is the year for Rasputin? What? 1916 16. is when he died. Wow. I don't know why in my mind it's like 1700s. Just like old. No. Well, it's because he's a magical being, dude. It's the Bolshevik Revolution. So, so even what if like meteors explode in the atmosphere, they still found shards and pieces of it. Exactly. Yeah. Was there anything recovered? Not that they No, found. there there was this obvious, very evident blast radius, but there was no organic material. There was nothing there to uh, indicate that it was some sort of astronomical, uh, you know, garbage. Hmm. Uh, I don't. I want to diverge. I just want to do an address the the meteor that went over Russia uh, earlier this year. I guess it was, right, it was like early January. Yeah, right? so that was a few months meteors. ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, January. Uh, I think. I just want to add. There was a, a story I pulled up. 
that was Russia calling for an international anti-asteroid system after the meteor terror. Like they so just Star Wars, basically. They basically wanted to start this program. Dmitry Roganovzin has called for leading powers to work together to develop a system to intercept objects falling from space. Good pronunciation. Thank you. After a meteor that exploded over Russia's Ural Mountains injured about a thousand on the ground. That showed the whole planet is vulnerable. So just like there's these parts of Russian government that are just grouped by terror of meteors just coming more and more. Well, I am. Well, it does seem that they, that that particular part of Russia, specifically the Ural Mountains, are are especially susceptible to strange deaths and phenomena. That's always which a... segues directly into my section. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> On the cold winter night of February second, nineteen fifty nine, a party of nine skiers, organized by twenty three year old student. Igor Dyatlov, prepared for a weekend ski trip deep into the Ural Mountains of northern Russia. The group was mostly students and graduates of the Ural State Technical University, all of whom were experienced in backcountry expeditions. When the skiers had not returned for several weeks, a search party was sent to find them. What they discovered has baffled investigators for decades. On an exposed bluff known to the local Manzi tribes as Kolatsyakov, or the Mountain of the Dead, investigators found a destroyed campsite and the bodies of five of the skiers. Why they chose to set up camp exposed to the elements rather than in the forest nearby is unknown. The bodies of the skiers were all found with severe internal trauma, broken ribs, fractured skulls, but no outward damage. Their tent appeared to be cut to shreds from within. The first two bodies were found at the tree line under a pine tree, the footprints to the bodies disappeared about a third of the way there. The two bodies were found wearing only their underwear, and both were barefoot, which is strange since they were camping in negative 30 degree weather. According to reports, branches were broken, suggesting they had tried to scramble up the tree away from something. Three more bodies, including Dyatlov's, were found at points in between the camp and the big tree, apparently lay as if they were headed back to the camp. Two months later, the remaining four victims were discovered. They, too, had suffered from traumatic deaths despite there being no outward appearance of trauma. Ludmila Dubininia also had broken ribs and was missing her tongue. All of them appear to be wearing articles of clothing taken from the previous victims. Wait, what? The remaining bodies that were found wearing articles of clothing belonging to the previous victims. And one of them was missing their tongue. (laughs) Some had posited that maybe the group had been attacked by Manzi tribesmen except the, the trauma found required more force than humans could inflict. It was, the, it was equal to the effect of a car crash, said Boris Varazdizny, one of the doctors on the scene. I, I'm sorry, the, the clothes they were wearing from the other victims... Yes. So it seems like there's before? initial attack. No, months before. It was months the same before. ski trip. Okay, but they they yeah. found a second group of bodies two months later wearing clothes from the previous victims. That's so strange. And then finally, finally, the clothing they were wearing was found to be highly radioactive. One investigator reported that their Geiger counter he brought with him to the scene was going crazy the whole time. Some of the bodies were also reported as being deeply tanned by a young boy who attended some of their funerals. Shortly after the incident, the Soviet government moved in, sealed the investigation, and ruled all of the deaths accidental. The documents surrounding the incident remained unseen until the mid-1990s when all of this came to light. Klasnov. That is like or what's five it scary different horror stories all combined together. There's like a Yeti attack. There's some sort of like possible hidden tribe of people stealing like clothes. But and yet also and a government conspiracy. Where do you have a government there was, I, I think this settles down to government conspiracy. There was some sort of nuclear test in the area that dazed them. That explains the, the nuclear area. Uh, when people are in states of uh, extreme dehydration or, 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 you know, just being dazed and confused, they lose their mind, basically. Yeah, they have which, a mania. Which explains why they stripped down out of their clothes, why one of them gnawed their own tongue off. But they said it was taken out of their mouth with such force that a human couldn't do it. That sounds really silly to me. I mean, I I'm pretty sure. I mean, Cal Drogo took out a tongue. <laughs> but that's a TV show. It's actually... <laughs> no, George R. R. Martin. Listen, you don't think you can rip out a tongue? I, I don't think know, I really could, But they said that there was no sign of, like, trauma. 
Like, so when you say yeah. there's no sign of outward trauma, yeah, it all but came it, from within, like an yeah, alien like, inside of it's them like, escaping? It's like, all, it's like their skin was unbruised and perfectly fine, but then if you look inside, like all their organs were battered and bruised and their skulls were fractured. So maybe it was the shockwave from a nuclear test. I don't know. I'm thinking more this was like a Yeti attack of some sort. This was not a Yeti attack. Well, why would they they try to scramble up a tree closer to the explosion? Well, that's also conjecture. The fact, oh, it it appeared as if they were scrambling up a tree. It's so much more fun of as a Yeti. It it seems like there was a cadence of events. Like, if it was an explosion, everything would have happened at once. But it seemed like there was an initial attack. A few people escaped, like, it's probably at night because they're in their underwear running out. And then after that, the survivors gathered up their clothing and escaped to a secondary location. Is, is it possible? Aft. Is it possible? This was just a super sexy party that got interrupted. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Fuck Mountain like, by a Yeti. That's, that's You're gonna together. bring up the Yeti no, again. No, 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 no. Well, maybe, maybe they're all just like that. Is go, one of the prominent theories. Let's go up, let's all go up to a mountain. Let's all go up to this mountain. It's not wilderness. a Yeti. Let's all take our clothes off and fuck. And just all cha- we'll, we'll change keys. We'll change our little those little keys with the little mountain climbing clips that you have. Carabiners. Carabiners. Yeah. Where we could, this carabiner has to have sex with that person, and then a yeti came in. John looks so well, so mad. You are so wrong. Well, he looks so mad. Well, at me. Th- here's a, uh, another. I- <laughs> <laughs> here's another eyewitness account of of another strange incident that happened the exact same time. 30 miles away that right. might shed a little bit of light All on right. the situation. Some hikers that were 30 miles away reported seeing a shining circular body fly over the village from the southwest to the northeast towards the Dyatlov Pass, as it came to be known later. The shining, disc oh, was pra- the shining disc was practically the size of a full moon, a blue-white light surrounded by a blue halo. The halo brightly flashed like the flashes of distant lightning. When the body disappeared behind the horizon, the sky lit up in that place for a few more minutes. So that was probably another meteor. Okay, so <laughs> I mean it. Okay, what, so, what is so laughable about that, okay, that, that no, option? It's alien sex party. That is like Dear Penthouse form. No one's laughing at my, you, by the my, way. Twelve of my sexy friends, and then aliens came by, and they probed all of us. I say meteor, and I am laughed down by <laughs> no. Aaron and Nick. Chad says alien playboy Russian sex party, and everyone just starts so. listening. I don't think oh. it's Yeti either. Fuck that noise. I don't know what you want. You know you want an alien to come down and go... I have new Dude, I would sex. love to have alien sex, but that's not what happened. No, it, you're right. It, it, it very well could have been either another meteor, because we've already established that there are meteors falling in the Ural Mountains. I don't think it's well, a why? meteor. The, the well, Tunguska was not a meteor. Look, just, just the science that we don't clearly all any of us understand. The, the fact that the Ural Mountains in Russia would be more attracted to meteorites, the idea of like a, 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 a rotating planet on an axis, just spinning constantly through space, just happening to get hit by meteors all in the same spot over Maybe there's like over a... That's not that bad. Maybe there's an overseen father figure god who is keeping all of us listen, safe. Listen, if, if you're aliens well, and yeah, you want to like get in and get out type scenario... Like old Russia would be the place. Like it's if you it's large, it's unpopulated. That or, or northern Canada. People are already dying left and right. <laughs> right? No one's gonna <laughs> if miss you a few. Yeah. Bang some Euro chicks. Russia's the place to go. When I first, I kind of actually read this article a long time ago. I was alone at night. I was in my bed and I was reading on my laptop on my chest. You know how you do. Yeah. And right after I read that, I shut my laptop. I was freaked out. I was shivering. I hugged my laptop for warmth and fell asleep <laughs> after hours of trying to sleep I after say, that. I was like, that's so scary. This what? story is kind of spooking me. Like, this one, for some reason, like, because I'm imagining, like, the thing in the wilderness that gets you and, like, the idea of a remnants of people who tried to survive and couldn't. Like, that's spooking me a lot. It is odd that they would cut up their own tent on the way out. And they were clawing their way out of their own tents. But I, I get like because of meteors, because, John. Because they that were they were sense. wrapped by like nuclear frenzy. Wrapped R A P T is the word. Look it up. I guess the story they would be were in a they were in a nuclear the psychosis. Would, be, would is it just the victims that had a high giger counter? It was mainly counter? the yeah, clothing. Giger. It was not the it was not like the site itself. Can we clarify? Okay. Was it their bodies? Well, now I, now I'm just gonna bullshit about science, but I feel like 
we don't know. You know, clothing and and threads or quote unquote organic materials would retain radioactivity more than human flesh. I, that's I will, probably totally inaccurate. <laughs> the closest, but the closest example we have is Hiroshima, like, and uh, I I have a little bit of knowledge. Hiroshima, surprisingly, I don't have knowledge. On Were a lot you of there? Uh, I wasn't there. <laughs> okay. I went to Hiroshima and went to like. By the way, uh, going to Japan and and going to Hiroshima. Or Hiroshima, or however you want. It's, it always differs. Uh, they say Hiroshima in Hiroshima. Uh, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Okay, I'll go. Off. I'll go off the Starship Troopers as <laughs> the bomb. is kind of. I thought that was kind like of fascinating. The bomb doesn't <laughs> drop. Bomb didn't explode on contact with the surface. It explodes oh, no. like no, like mm-hmm. thousands of feet or hundreds of, of feet. That's, yeah, that's why it forms a mushroom cloud and not just a big blast zone. Yeah, it, like it just explodes above the surface and then just spreads. Out. Also, we're just saying we're referring to that same thing with some of these asteroids. How there was no like crater really or anything like that. It's just the idea of it explodes and then just fallout just separates over everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe they, it was a slow nuclear explosion, like taking the over the course of a few days. Or a radioactive <laughs> yeti monster came and just slaughtered all. Dude, of them, I think we've we've horrifying. discounted the yeti. Maybe the the I'm nuclear sorry, bomb created a yeti. Oh, it was like a no. There's a guy having sex with a polar bear. I, I for some reason, I mean, I'm sure this, <laughs> why are we going there? <laughs> nuclear, sorry, I just, was always sex with a polar I bear. Just maybe Rasputin fucked a polar bear. Polar bear couldn't handle that. Polar bear we was got and, and it incubated and happened. with it incubated in a giant kettle for 40 years and then emerged. <laughs> no, when it when it when it was Holy born, shit. it triggered the Tunguska event. You just then, connected all the stories. I did, but yes. Tesla was jealous, so that's why. <laughs> Tesla was just so getting donged by Edison left and he right. He had a 12 and a half inch penis. Do you think there were, do you think there were sex groupies who like just loved Tesla stuff, like science groupies who just Probably. were all about it? Probably. I mean, come on, man. It, that was only a hundred years ago. Did Edison I mean, and Tesla get like, are there are there are there the are there people are there groupies running around now who want to want to get on you? There after, are after weirdly an improv nerd show now, or so a maybe, sketch show. Yeah. Thank God for it. There's there's groupies for every and all kinds. The, the details, I'm sure, guys. The stories. I bet Tesla they- laid pipe. <laughs> Just, just laid it Hey, down. you want to see my earthquake machine? Electrified. I discovered electricity. It's called my bed. <laughs> Dude, uh, do you think uh, the, the one bit of the story that's kind of strange is that it reads as if the, one. the survivor... Survivors who had died. At first, you're reading, you're like, oh, this is just going to be like uh, the Donner Party. Like, they've right. gone crazy, they, they killed each other, and then some of them were right. surviving on man meat. Uh, but then they suffered an even worse fate somehow by having their tongues removed and, like... Uh, I thought it was only one why of the, the persons. Tongue? Yeah, well, one tongue. of them did. I think what because happened is they gnawed it off. Their sh- their, their if they nodded fractured. off, it would still be, like, in it their was, mouth no, or spit was not, out around them? It was not them? pulled out of her mouth. I refuse to I think what's happening to the idea that, like, there's the fact that the existence of, like, little secret societies or tribes or things hidden in the wilderness that still exist and just hunt people. Well, yeah, what of that terrifying. local tribe there when they asked, the hey, guys, did you kill these people? Yeah, let's blame it on the brown people. You don't know they're brown. They actually probably Come were. On, they man. were probably Caucasian since it was in the Caucasus, but they were a tribe. <laughs> what? No, no. What? What? All right. Why people? All right. They cool. That, that just me. They reads didn't do it. My why? knowledge of lost and and scary like urban or not urban but forest societies is like White sounds like they people. scavenged their clothing and murdered them and then went on to another thing and then were no, felled the, by some other fate. The Datalov was it Datalov? Yatlov. The, named after Igor Yatlov. The, the Yatlov like Pass. The leader of the, of the group. Right? The group. Like the Donner Party. The, the Yatlov Pass story scared the shit out of me. Think Why? about were like... You, were you scared you would just like Go skiing in Russia and get, and get radiated. <laughs> That's the by thing. It's like again. <laughs> never would I find myself. It's like, hey, you want to go camping in the middle of like mm, no. But it's just the fact that something out there exists that we haven't discovered yet. Right. Yeah. It's, it's something more than just a mon- like a, a yeti. I'm not gonna say there's a yeti, but like a yeti Thank monster you. in the woods is like kind of scary. But like we can kill and fight it or whatever. But there's something about like the group of. Uh, 
you know, 20 or 30 people who've just lived in the wilderness just murdering dumb civilians is way more terrifying. Yeah, than with and, and I just put myself, like, in their position and think of it like a movie scene. Right. And be like, like, there's this initial attack. Oh, fuck. They have to get out of their tent. Okay, so a few of them are escaping. They're like, something's chasing them. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to climb this tree. And they're clawing their way up, but they, they can't get it. And the, I imagine scratch marks on the tree. Yeah. And they just oh. can't do anything. Let's sell this movie. And then, There's not. They're actually and then they, movie. they they get murdered. And Wait. then the the remnants of their force like come upon their body. Hey, what happened to Yuri and Shkreklikov? And they. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's super. Is Russia? Is Russia? What happened to Natalia? But anyway, I think that about wraps up uh, the Dyatlov Pass incident. Spooky. That's the most spooky okay. I've been to this entire. Clearly, radioactive. Uh, Yetis fighting. I, I think it was. Meteors. I think it was radioactive. The radio most radioactive. Been so far. It was a nuclear that's accident. That's a severely creative answer. I don't think it's it, but if it is, it's got to be one of the most interesting stories ever. If there were a semi-magical element to the, the Dyatlov Pass, it wouldn't be the first time that that had happened. There are a lot of supposedly magical things that have happened over the course of Russia's history. There's a vast history of magic in Russian folklore, but also in Russian history itself. For instance, uh, the Mongolians, uh, the Mongol tribes, the hordes, created, of course, by Genghis Khan, or do. founded an empire, but then proceeded to invade Russia several times over the course of around two or three hundred years. I think it was history. about 150 years. So I found this really interesting account of a battle between Ivan the Terrible and the Mongolian horde. Let me just read this. It's pretty funny. There have been many strange signs and portents, but the strangest of all came during the last days of the last month, when the city was already invested. According to Prince Andrei Kurbsky, the Tartars, the, who are the Mongolians, uh, began to practice magic spells which were surprisingly effective. Just after sunrise, some old men and women appeared on the Acropolis plainly visible to the army below. They uttered incomprehensible words and made obscene gestures, turning their backs and lifting up their garments. A moment later, the wind rose, clouds formed, and rain fell, even though there was not a single cloud in the sky before they appeared. Then all the dry places became swamps, and the rain fell directly above our army, not elsewhere, and there was clearly nothing in the sky to suggest this was about to happen. Clearly, the Tartars were about to use magic powers not possessed by the Russians. What? But the Russians had magic powers not possessed by the Tartars. Magic dong. Ivan the Terrible, or Ivan Grozny, as he was known in Russia, uh, remembered that he possessed a piece of the true cross. He sent for it, ordering his messengers to travel as quickly as possible to Moscow. Within eight or nine days, oh, they were shit, back again. <laughs> within within eight or nine days, they were back again in Kazan, having traveled by fast carriage from Moscow to Nizhny Novgorod, <laughs> and there thereafter. Uh, they brought the the piece of the true cross. Was the battle waging for nine days? Yes, while he was waiting for well, the, the Trojan the, War lasted ten years. While he was waiting for Jesus Christ's cross to arrive at the. So battlefield. did the uh, American invasion of um, the Middle East. Oh, too soon! Bang! <laughs> I know how long ago was that? Was like ten years. Go on, but the twelve. The true cross was carried in procession through the army, and Prince Kurbsky relates that thereafter all traces of the pagan magic disappeared. Nevertheless, there were no easy victories, and neither Ivan's incessant prayers nor the presence of a holy relic saved the Russians from savage maulings at the hands of the Tartars. Go Jesus, though. <laughs> Go Jesus. He stopped that storm cloud, at least. He stopped a magic storm cloud. Why but is that story? I thought that was a really interesting, like, battle of magic. Uh, that have supposedly occurred in Russian history. Yeah, between, it's like Gandalf coming yeah. right well, it's not even that before Minas Truth. Yeah, Lord of the Rings never even did that good. Magic, magic flashlight. It's mostly just Gandalf raised his staff and there was a blinding light. Or he, he lights pine cones on fire and throws them at orcs. Yeah, there's never like a really good, like, here's just mages. <laughs> Aren't you a great sorcerer feared by all? <laughs> yeah, flaming pine cone. Flaming pine cone. It. It's something that a seven-year-old can do in his it, backyard. <laughs> So I thought I'd bring that up. Is Maybe. that taught in history books? Is it taught in Russian that history That was books? in an actual historical... I'm so that, was, that, was, that was Mongol invasion versus Russian but Versus royalty. Ivan the Terrible. Yeah. So versus Jesus. Our history book is just crossing the Delaware. Our Russian history book is the Highlander. Or <laughs> not... It is Genghis Khan battling Ivan the Terrible using dark magic versus well, what, Christian what, what, magic? Well, I actually have a piece of the cross right here. 
Oh, that's why there's no Mongol magic in here. Yes. That's why it's not raining. Yes, yes. <laughs> not because it's L.A. The Russian denomination of Christianity, Eastern Orthodox or Russian Orthodox Christianity, is very much about iconography and about like these totems and like these relics that have mystical powers. Uh, so you, so people will go to these churches and have like the hand of a of a Russian saint uh, touch their baby, and then that would make their baby have a, a long life as that long poor, as poor baby. as long as no one gave him the evil eye. I guess that poor poor baby. Yeah, why not? Do you have anything else other other knickknacks from Russian history? Uh, actually, this is the most recent one that I I just thought was hilarious. It was in the news like last week. Maybe you've heard of it. Have you heard about this? <laughs> have you heard about this? I've heard of this. Have you heard, have you heard about this? It <clears throat> in two thousand five. Billionaire and Super Bowl champion owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft, was at a business gathering where he met Russian premier and ex-KGB agent Vladimir Vladimir Putin. Putin. (laughs) Uh, And in the course of this event, like he came over to Putin, introduced himself, Putin saw his Super Bowl ring that he was wearing. (laughs) <laughs> thought it was really impressive, and then slyly said, uh, "May I see the ring?" And uh, and so he, uh, Kraft takes off his Super Bowl ring, shows it to Putin. Putin like looks at it, smiles, which you might uh, realize uh, from looking at photos of Putin, he never smiles. Yeah, a smile, by the way, will just if Putin, smi- Putin yes. smiles at you, your heart is warm. He smiles. Oh shit, Apparently, makes some kind of like subtle gesture to his his entourage. Entourage. Yeah, his, his and then suddenly. Uh, Kraft is like whisked away, and then like Putin's like, "I must go, goodbye," and then still has the Super Bowl ring, and then <laughs> and then what a dick! And then Kraft apparently wasn't sure what to do. Is like he never gave me my ring back. What's going on? <laughs> and then uh, apparently just decided to go on this smear campaign like six years later and be like, "Hey, Putin, give me my my Super Bowl ring back." And at first, Putin denied it. He said like, "No, that didn't happen." You know, I don't have the ring. I have no knowledge of it. And then, like, two weeks later, after he realized the, the, the KGB jig was up of him just trying to take what he wants, he came back and was like, I, I do not have the ring, but I will replace it with a, a ring with a special gem in it. Yeah, he just pulled that story that he's making what? a replacement ring. That part of the story I did not know. That ju- he, he's going to replace the ring, but with like a he's going to replace the Super Bowl ring with a magic ring with a Russian stone in it. He said, "quote It'll be an expensive object made from a nice metal with a stone." <laughs> well, the so other the, every the, ring ever. The other thing that you didn't, yeah, the other thing you, that you may have not mentioned, Aaron, is that he said when he saw the ring for the first time and held it, Putin, when he held it in his hands, he said. I could kill a man with this ring. Yes, I'm oh, just that's right. That. I forgot about that. <laughs> and that's when he decided that he was I going to take up. it, whether you like it or not. And that and he probably did. And that that night he went off and temple punched some poor you, Russian what if, peasant. What if Putin, Putin like thinks that's just how like he just was never taught those social skills? You can't just take. You can't just the, take like, those things. When you, it's like, Russia, I think, I think dude. right. Like, did you guys all have a friend who just like? Like just stole shit. Like he just didn't understand that. Like you just can't take things from your house. Like take your GameCube games. Just had no sense of like ownership. He just thinks like you can just like oh you give me that donut you eating. Can I see? And just eats the donut. Just go. I take. I take now. I take now. This is mine. Yeah. This is mine now. Is mine. Everyone at every UN meeting is like. Fucking guys, keep That's everything in your keep everything. Guys, in your can we talk to Trinidad, no please? One, no <laughs> one pull your phones out of your pockets. No one show anything flashy. It's also mine. It's also <laughs> he just starts to take. He just takes the ambassador. Yeah, I like this to, room. To Kenya is just like he is mine now, and just takes. The uh, ambassador. I, I like your country, Kenya. That's it's how like country now. That's how like Rhode Island is now Russian. They visit. I like is <laughs> mine. Yeah, I like your fake president. I take him now. He's mine. <laughs> He is black, yes. Oh. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why Russia is weird. Russia is weird. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. This has been Paranoia Shop. Russia is weird. Special thanks to uh, Mr. Nicholas Allen and Mr. John Dreska for joining us on this very special Thank talk. Thank you so much. Me until you left. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I would say that uh, my favorite Russia's weird story, um, I'm going to go with uh, 
the Mongols fighting the Russians with magic powers. Magic Mongols, yeah. yeah. Nuclear Yeti, I'm honestly, <laughs> sure I, got the goose, I got the goosebumps. I gotta go with the Dyatlov Pass, or the Yatlov. Yatlov Pass. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Rasputin's still I, I'm gonna actually go Rasputin is my favorite. I mean, so the, everyone a, brought a, a man who was almost impossible to kill. I, so everyone brought a good story for me is what we're all saying. Oh, no one cared about FPS Russia. <laughs> that, no true. doubt in my mind that was gonna happen. Though. Well, you could have picked it. I picked it. <laughs> I could have. Uh, Thanks for watching again. Uh, let's just fo let's focus our attentions on the social media. Uh, please, honestly, if you guys would like to see a certain episode of anything or have any suggestions, please email us at, I believe it's at paranoiashop at gmail.com. If so you nothing. want Chad replaced. No, get the what fuck you, out. <laughs> That's paranoia. I'm not going to spell that one for you. S-H-O-P-P-E at gmail.com. And if you want to check out some of the other podcasts on the Explozo Magico Network, be sure to check out tinyurl.com slash explosopodcast. And you can also look up the feed burner if you like. Yeah, it's all, all pretty good stuff. I mean, not, good. Not, as, not as good as this one, but you know. Duh. And Duh. if you want Nick Allen to return to this podcast, please make sure you let them. Yeah, do you guys have any plugs you want to throw in? Anything you want to like set up? I have jet shit to plug. <laughs> I mean, I'm John Druska. You know where to find me. Yeah, you can do follow. We? You can follow me on Twitter at Quantum Theory. Oh yeah, I can, I can do my. Oh, plug your, theory, my, oh, go ahead, my plug Twitter. Your Twitter. Plug my Twitter is pretty awesome. We're not gonna get any followers. I am this, at go to Miss Prime. That is G O A T I M U S P R I N E. And I'm good, Aaron. And so with that, that wraps up this episode. But uh, as always, we'd like to leave you with a quick reading from our favorite. Uh, 1960s psychic who gets everything wrong. The amazing Criswell. That lovable so asshole. So take your knife, draw some blood, rub it on your forehead. Draw a pentagram and listen to this prediction from the amazing Criswell. Georgia. I predict that Georgia will become one of the key manufacturing business and insurance states in the United States. But the largest industry in the state of Georgia 10 years from now will be aircraft. I also predict Georgia will be the only state in the Union after 1980 which will have retained its historical sites for future generations to see. I also predict that under a new constitution to be drafted in 1977, <laughs> Georgia will be set up as a new form of government unlike any state in the Union and will serve as a prototype for the state of government that will someday control the entire United States. So Criswell's a racist, is what we're saying. He's a racist, and he thinks that Georgia is going to be the new Washington. You know, the most, the mo the big, the biggest airport in the cont contiguous United States is in Atlanta, though. That is highly factual. Thanks, Georgia. <laughs> thanks, thanks, for all they got thanks to Georgia, offer. for not being Russia. And thanks for listening. Ah!